What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? Today we got another position review. We're going to go ahead and look at the running back room today. It's going to be a good one. So with that being said, I'd like to welcome you all to the Kingdom Connect podcast. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Podcast. You're with your host and producer, Eric Lepardis, certified health and performance trainer. Hope Chiefs Kingdom is doing very well today. Recording this episode on Friday evening. It is July 8th. Hope everybody's been trying to stay cool. It's been very, very hot outside. Um, you can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at BiggieFitKC. That's BiggieFitKC. And then obviously you can find the, uh, the podcast name at Kingdom Connect on both Instagram and Twitter. So go ahead and give me a like and follow. I really appreciate that. Um, You can go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. You can find the podcast on all your audio platforms. Before we dive deep into this episode, and like I said, we're going to go ahead and do a uh, position review, and we're going to look at the running back room. But before I want to dive into this episode, I've been kind of getting sick and tired of hearing all the slander that's been going on about the Chiefs around the league. You know, you've been hearing it from guys like David Carr, which he's always going to support his brother in the Raiders. He's just going to be biased like that. You know, obviously, you know, you got your skips of the world, you know, all the, you know, the haters on ESPN, you know, they all just saying that the Chiefs are going to take a step back, you know, because we don't have Tyree Kill and that's all our offense was. And stuff, and and it's like they forget that when Pat first started in 2018, when when he when he took command of the offense, the dude was an MVP. You know why? Because he was passing it to multiple receivers. Yeah, he, yeah, Kelsey and uh, Hill were the main targets. But you guys had guys like Sammy Watkins. You had guys like Chris Conley. You had guys like D-Rob. You know, Demetrius Harris. That's why he had like 50 touchdowns, man. Like the dude finds people. Obviously, he knew who his guys were moving forward. And that was Tyree Kill and Kelsey because no one, no one knew how to stop those guys. And they still don't really know how to stop Kelsey. Kelsey's still getting 1,000 yards. I don't give a fuck if it's coming from yak. I know a lot of people like to talk all this bullshit saying like, oh, well, he's just getting all this yak. I don't give a shit. He's fucking good. But anyways, all this bullshit that's been going around talking shit on the team, guess what? It's their division until, I, you know, until they say otherwise. You know, I know everybody's got the bills, going to dominate the conference this year. But guess what? The bills... They've had two opportunities to, to, to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs, and they failed twice. I know it came down to a coin toss. Anybody could have won that game. I'm not denying that. But guess what? The coin toss landed in our favor, and we went down and scored on a very, very tired defense. I will admit, their defense was gassed. Our defense was gassed. Both defenses were playing like ass in that game. No one can sit here and say, oh, well, the, just the Chiefs secondary. Like, their fucking team was playing like ass that whole game, too. Obviously, they were letting us score. What the fuck? 
But anyways, and we got into overtime, and their defense was the number one scoring defense in the league. So that's why I'm like, well, that's just Mahomes being Mahomes. But the dude found multiple receivers when he took command of this offense. And now that he has completely a set of new receivers, because guess what? Sammy Watkins has been long gone. Byron Pringle's gone in Chicago. My uh, Tyreek Hill traded to uh, uh, um, uh, to Miami, and then D. Rob is uh, signs with the Raiders, and apparently he's starting for them, which is a fucking joke. You know, I mean, not trying to dog D. Rob like that, but come on, man, you 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 knew what you did. You ran backwards all the damn time, and you fumbled sometimes. Just made some mistakes. I mean, I can even remember the time when Dave Tobe said last offseason, man, I, he, he uh, you know, he said something like, I can't stand him or like, you know, or he pisses me off or he drives me crazy or some shit like that. You catch my drift. Anyways, it is the Chiefs division for the most part and so said otherwise. Yeah, teams have bulked up. But guess what? Patrick don't give a fuck. He don't. He's still the best quarterback in the league. He is. I'm not saying the greatest of all time. To all you Brady fans out there, I'm not saying the greatest of all time. But he is the best player playing in the damn league right now. No one is playing like that. He had some mistakes last year. No one's denying that. He was not himself most of that year. But guess what? You know what? He he uh he adjusted and you know what? He started playing better down the stretch and being himself. And he's evolving. He's going into his uh 6th year. His 6th year into you know into this league. 5th year starting but 6th year into this league. And you know he is going to show everybody who the hell he is this year. I'm putting my money on it. I think he's going to win the MVP this year. I really, really do. I really, really do. We get our whole offensive line solidified. It's over. It's over. It's number 15, and you forget who our head coach is. Yeah, you still have Bill Belichick, but he's still trying to figure out how am I going to win with this young quarterback? I don't have Brady anymore. Because he has to. His defense ain't going to always be good forever. And Brady was, when his defenses were bad, Brady bailed him out. And when Brady was bad, his defenses bailed him out, obviously. But as far as I'm concerned, Andy Reid's the best Offensive innovator, you know, if we're going to speak on those terms, I personally think he's at least the second best. If you're going to put Belichick at one, I'm going to put him at number two in in the league. As far as I'm concerned, we've had like the most wins in what, like the last four years, four or five years? Or at at least we're neck and neck with Green Bay. But, you know... This slander and they're saying like, oh, Kelsey's Kelsey's ranked number three and stuff like that. Like behind, you know, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, 
or, uh, uh, you know, I mean, George Kittle and shit. I mean, come on. How much does this dude have to keep throwing at you every fucking year for him, for y'all to fucking realize that he is the fucking best tight end in the league right now? It's, it's, it's slander. But you know what? I think this is exactly what New England went through. And honestly, you know what? If this is what it means by being the best, taking all the hate, because you know what? Yeah, they lost the they lost the Cincinnati in the AFC title game. They actually lost them twice within the same month or within like three or four weeks apart. Yeah, it happened. Maybe maybe they were so gassed out from the glory from, you know, the divisional game. I don't know. But you know what? I'm not going to get into all that. Just because the Bengals won, everybody knows who the better team was. And everybody knows. Patrick shut himself down in the second half. That was a mental thing. That is not because he is a bad quarterback. That's not because he's, you know, he's lost a step. No. Sometimes in sports, mental things happen. You know why? Because we've seen him do this over and over and over and over again. Successfully. He's won AFC title games. He's won Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been to two Super Bowls. He knows what it's like to be up the top. Can you say the same thing for Joe Burrow? Yeah, he got to the big dance, but he didn't get it done. And I know he got blown up a lot, gets sacked a lot. Guess what? Mahomes knows a thing or two about that. It's what happens when you don't have a good offensive line. So everybody who's out here trying to give me shit when I sit here and say that they didn't have an offensive line in that Super Bowl, and then they want to turn around and defend Joe Burrow and say, oh, well, he didn't have a line in the Super Bowl, it, it, it's bullshit. It, it, it doesn't make any sense because you know why? I know the NFL, they have, they have their faces and stuff, and you know what? Maybe people just... No, Mahomes is the next one. I mean, shit, him and Brady, the only two guys that have been able to be on the Madden cover twice. I know it's Madden, but shit, as sports fans, anybody who plays that game, football players, everybody knows how prestigious it is to be on the cover of Madden. Even though it's a video game. because it, But it's still a thing. So... The slander, it's just, it's just bullshit. You know, I know, I know you could probably say a thing or two about the defense because the defense is in question. Right now, our defense is young, young players and some guys that you're like, I, you don't know yet. A lot of people are question marks on the defense and you don't know how it's going to be. Typically, Spagnolo's defenses. Typically, Spagnuolo's defenses start off slow, but they get better in a stretch. It happens. It does. 
I will say the only year where it was up and down all year round was 2020. But there were times where there were games where the defense looked very lights out, and there was games where it was like, damn, this defense is horrid right now, and Mahomes is having to do this and do that. We still have Mahomes. We still have Andy Reid. That's all there is to it. Kelsey's still there. And this new set of court, these are still professionals in the league. These guys have played. These guys have played. I don't know if you guys can hear my dog in the background, but he's sniffing through the door and wants to come in, but can't be distracted by him right now. Love my guy, but Mahomes and company, they're going to get it done. I believe it. Andy Reid knows how to evolve his offenses. I know a lot of people don't think that because, you know, we've seen kind of somewhat the same thing for the last three or four years. But if you look at his time in Philly and how many phases he's gone through with Philly and how many quarterbacks he's had to play with, He knows how to adjust. Sometimes he can be a little slow with it. Sometimes it can look like he doesn't know, but he does. And I don't know if a lot of people knew. He, he started doing it. There was a stretch last year going towards the tail end where we weren't really – we were still running some RPOs, but we were doing a lot of things. We were doing a little bit more play action. We were doing a little things a lot more under center. Even though coverages are generally the same, linebackers don't bite on the run. They don't do none of that because they know who we are. But at the end of the day, this is still the Kansas City Chiefs. And as far as I'm concerned, it's our division. And we've been in the AFC title game the last four years in a row. Who's to say that it isn't still our conference? Yeah, the Bengals won, like I said. But we've we've hosted the title game four years in a row. You might as well fucking call the game AFC title, AFC championship at Arrowhead. Because if we host it again this year... I'm telling you right now, we're not Mahomes is not going to make that same mistake twice. He's not. Because you know why? Even in the first one, the first meeting with the Bengals, he didn't even that was a lot of defensive penalties and just weird stuff to happen in that game and Ward was put in bad positioning a lot of the times and just couldn't get it done and a little bit different even though the scores were similar and how they came back was the same from the first matchup compared to the title game but like I said as far as I'm concerned it's still our conference 
I know they have the Bills winning it all. I don't believe it. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to hate on Josh Allen. I really, 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 really liked Josh Allen. But the moment they really, really started putting him right next to Mahomes saying like, oh, yeah. Josh is a good quarterback. He's a talented quarterback. He's up. He's elite. But I'm sorry. What, what do we measure? We measure things by. We measure things by accomplishments when you're looking at individual players. If you've able to say that you've ho- hoisted a Lombardi above your head, in my opinion, then you're up there. Josh, Josh Allen is an elite quarterback. He's good. But I'm telling you right now, if the Bills, if they don't win this year, if they do not win the AFC this year, they're done. They're done. Their structure is not the same as our structure. I don't I don't expect anybody to th- know what that means or understand but how we have our team set up and the future of how this team is set up is completely different of how they have their team set up. I did not mean to get into this whole rant, but I really 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 was upset seeing all this stuff all all over social media and you know on you know, sports television and stuff, it's all BS. I really wanted to get in this position of you like 10 minutes ago, but damn, I'm already 18 minutes into the episode, 18 minutes into the episode, and I've been ranting. But you know what? It's that part of the off season where, you know what? Things are just boring right now. Training camp's in like two and a half weeks. You know, things are almost there. You know, I'm trying to pop out some episodes when I can. Um, we're getting, you know, me and the old lady are getting ready to go to Chicago and here in the next couple of weeks on vacation. You know, and then next, you know, camp will start. I'm going to try to make it to a practice, you know, a day or two if I can. Um, that's just my goal. But anyways, let's get right into what this episode was about because at this point, I'm just going to keep getting myself mad and ranting more and more. Oh, before I get into that, before I get into the episode, I want to say one more thing. Even though we're, sorry, we're already into the episode. Before I get into the position review, I'm not even going to go into what Tyree Kill's been saying or any of that stuff. Not, none of that. He's already said what he's had to say, but Keenan Allen, not even worried about him. Don't piss off the Grim Reaper. That's 15, Patrick Mahomes. All right. Other than that, um, let's get right to it. All right. So 
position review I wanted to go and get into, we're going to look at the uh, running back room. And this room, you know, it's kind of pretty obvious about who's going to be the starter, you know, whether or not who's going to be essentially there. I think it's kind of obvious at this point. Um, but the one thing that I was shocked about when they re-signed Jarek McKinnon, I was obviously shocked by the move because I was like, well, why didn't they sign him like earlier in the off season, like right when everything ended? Now they probably had to structure some things around, you know, make some move, you know, move some money around and, you know, make money for him so you could pay him and, um, cut some bodies. But, uh, that told me that. They did not trust what they were looking at right into the running bo- running back room at the moment. Now, obviously, Clyde Rosalaire is going to be the starter. He was your first round draft pick in uh, 2020 in the uh, COVID draft. And I will say he's probably, I don't know, I... I don't know if he's as polarizing as McCole Hardman. It's kind of crazy because, like, people are 50-50 on both those players. Like, you people either really like CEH and really want to, like, give him a chance. Or people are really like, dude, we should have never drafted him. Like, he sucks. He can't read a hole, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing about Clyde Rizalaire. thing about Clyde Rizalaire is he came from, obviously, a top school. He played behind a really, really great offensive line. Obviously, Joe Burrow was the quarterback. Great receivers. Great system. Any decent running back would have excelled in that offense. Daryl Williams would have excelled in that offense. Just saying. And he came from LSU, but he was not like a primary back. The thing about Clyde Wurzelaire is he uh, was drafted at the wrong at the wrong time. Good player drafted at the wrong time. And that is my only take on it and a lot of people that I've listened to, you know, uh, their podcasts and what they've had to say about Clyde Rizalaire, we have nothing against the player. I like Clyde Rizalaire as a player. But the draft, the draft pick, where he was picked at, it you just don't draft running backs in the first round unless you know you're getting a guy like a generational player. And Clyder was a lair, was good at LSU, but anybody will tell you that he's not a generational player. He's a great player, he's just not a generational player. He's not a Derrick Henry. He's not a Jonathan Taylor, you know, he's not a Priest Holmes, he's not a, well, he's not a Jamal Charles, 
it's nothing against Priest Holmes. I'm just saying I think Priest Holmes had the best offensive line of all time. And you also had Larry Johnson who excelled with that offensive line for the most part too. So that's kind of why I'm like, well, maybe any most running backs kind of would have excelled him behind that line. But Clyde's not a generational player, but he was picked at a spot way too early for who what we would have been what I would have picked him at. And he's battled injuries. He, um, you know, he had the uh, the gallbladder surgery last year, last offseason, like he said. And that's why he lost a lot of weight. You know, he's been, like I said, battling injuries and stuff. So he hasn't really been able to show his full potential. He claimed he has never played. He didn't play on his game weight last year. And that was because of the gastric bite. The, uh, gastric bypass i'm sorry i talked to a client about that today so that's why i said that but the uh gallbladder uh surgery um but and he has shown moments of greatness like early on in the season he he's shown moments but then you know and then there's like moments where it's like bro what are you doing they had the fumbling problem back to back, you know, back to back weeks where he fumbled at the end of the game, the Baltimore Ravens game, where it was critical. Oh, I apologize. He fumbled at the wrong time. And I know I blast him at that moment. I was mad, but I was just mad because we lost at the wrong damn time. And. Uh, then the following week we lose the Chargers at home. He fumbled twice in the game. Granted, he didn't make it up for like two touchdowns, I think. But Clyde Rosalaire is going to be your starter because of his, you know, his pick. It's just the you know it's just the positional value. You just don't draft running backs in the first round. Because you can get them the later rounds, you get them undrafted. Most running backs just need a great offensive line, or at least need a decent offensive line for them to excel. Um, the next running back um, is Rojo, and before we move on to Rojo, thing about Clyde, you know, he's he he is shifty. You know, he's the only thing is. He has to kind of like, he has like that Le'Veon Bell where he has to kind of like stutter a little bit and find an opening. You know, offensive line is so big now that he did run into them a little bit, you know, because he's he's small. But in my opinion, he's better in the pass game. That's, That's where he, you know, was really, really good. At LSU was really in the past game screens, you know, you know, triple play action screens and anything, you know, or just, you know, just the normal running back boot or running back dump in the flat, you know, or, you know, a little uh, hook where, you know, hooks around or wheel rod, I should say, 
you know, or just up the seam. He's good in the passing game. But he will be the primary back because of, you know, where they drafted him. But he is going to his third year. At some point, sometimes it really doesn't matter anymore. He could lose his starting spot. You never know. He could get injured. I'm not wishing that on him. I don't want that on him, obviously. I want him to be successful. I want to see the strong Clyde Edwards lair. But just going off the last two years, it's going to be like, come on, man. I get it. Um, Rojo, Ronald Jones, running back that we signed from uh, Tampa Bay. Well, he was free agent. He didn't, you know, re-sign with them. You know, he didn't get a second contract, obviously. No, we signed him. I don't know what his contract details are, but, you know, the thing about Ronald Jones is he he's very, very powerful. If you watch how he, you know, he plays, he runs hard. He's good at running in between the tackles. Um, the problem with Rojo is his his pass blocking isn't really the best. His um, pass catching is really, really bad. Can't catch the ball. He does have a fumbling problem. That is the one thing that does kind of concern me a little bit. And you know the one thing about Eric Bieniemy, he does not play with fumbles. He don't play with them. You see why some guys didn't see the field anymore? Because they fumbled. And they were just not going to do it. They weren't going to do it. Running backs wise for the most part. And, you know, I'm really pointing out LaShawn McCoy and Le'Veon Bell. Those guys are just like, no, we're not even playing you in the playoffs. But... Thing about Rojo is he's a powerful back. He really could utilize an offensive line like we have. You know, big, big, big butts. You know, guys that he can run, you know, in, you know, any inside or outside zone. But if you got if you're gonna be in this offense, you have to be able to catch the ball. I'm sorry. Andy Reid, Andy Reid loves, you know, to put his running backs in routes. He does. But unfortunately, with how Pat has played the last couple of years, not really utilizing the running back as much in the past game. You know, not saying that he's not ever used it. Last year, you obviously saw him pass to Daryl Williams a lot. And he's passed to Clyde before. And obviously, when we had Kareem Hunt, he was passing to him too. But if you're going to be in this offense, you have to be able to catch. And that's the one thing that I am concerned about Ronald Jones. Other than that, he's a powerful back. You put him on the goal line, he's good. He's going to be good. But maybe Simon McKinnon was a tall tale that he might get cut. You never know. And then they went, like I said, they went ahead and they signed Jared McKinnon. Now, 
Jeremy McKinnon really saw like some spurts in, earlier in the season last year. You know, every now and then, some special teams. You know, maybe some third downs, just like to help the blocking. But he showed a little bit. You know, like didn't really know what he was doing. Then he got hurt. You know, typical Jared McKinnon stuff. And then towards the end of the season, going into the playoffs. We saw Jarek McKinnon, like McKinnon, bro. Dude was balling. He was playing good. Like, he did well in the, the, the wild card game against the Steelers. You know, he did well in the divisional round. Um, and then, obviously, you know, we didn't – I don't feel like – I don't know. I, I'd have to go back to really watch – you know, honestly, I've only really rewatched the AFC title game only one time. I tried to analyze it a little bit that one time, and I just, I think I'm, <laughs> I was still so mad about it. You know, I've seen some clips of like, you know, some, uh, you know, some tape like on certain plays, like where player, you know, where Mahomes missed some, you know, missed some guys and some defensive stuff, but like I haven't really f- went back and fully watched the game, so. And nothing I really saw stood out about Jared McKinnon in that game that I can remember or recall of. But, and I could be, you know, an idiot and he could have scored one of the touchdowns. But anyways, McKinnon, he was good. And I think a lot of Chiefs Kingdom really wants to see him as the primary starter. But unfortunately, it's not going to happen. Clyde's going to be your starter. McKinnon and Rojo will probably battle for seconds. And then you'll have one of those other guys at, you know, at the three spot. This means Gore is going back down to the practice squad. That's good to have Gore there just because he, you know, he gets elevated. He knows what he's doing. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, guys. Yep. It is a Friday evening and it's getting late. I am very tired, but you know what? I wanted to get this episode out. I've been really anxious about getting it out all day. Been so busy, you know, with things and stuff. I finally had time to sit down and, you know, do it. So I apologize if it sounds like shit. Like I said, I'm a little bit tired and stuff, but, you know, I want to get this episode out to you guys, get all this content. So uh, bear with me. But anyways, uh, Derek Gore, you know, if he goes down, um, back down to the uh, practice squad, that'll be good because, you know, like I said, if you elevate him, he's, he's going to excel in this offense because he, he's, he, he just has shown what he knows what he's shown that he knows what he's doing. And then there's been this guy, uh, talk about Jerry, uh, Gary on or Jerry Ely. I don't really know how to say his first name. If I'm butchering it, I apologize. Uh, but he's a running back out, a running back slash receiver out of Ole Miss. Um, I think he played like a scat back type, but you know, play, you know, got hand off the ball a little bit too. He's a um, he's a sleeper. You know, he's a rookie going in the camp. You know, he can he can find this way on this offense. You know, you never know. Andy Reid is an offensive innovator. I would not be surprised. If we see guys that you just never thought would make the team. I hate to break it to a lot of Chiefs Kingdom. I don't, I, I just don't think 
Justin Ross is going to make. I just don't see it. I just don't like I'm sorry like he didn't go to man he didn't go to practice in mandatory mini camp that tells you something you know I know this is not a wide receiver talk you know but still you know I know a lot of Chiefs Kane has been really wanting him but I'm just proving a point that Ely may make it he may not make it you know, you never know. But special teams, you know, we need aces. We need gunners. We need guys, you know. So special teams definitely will have some open spots. And Dave Tobe gets some, you know, he gets picks. Um, But Ely, you know, he's shown elusiveness. He's very fast, you know, very shifty, one-cut guy. Like I said, he plays that like that scat back type of role. Almost kind of like a Dexter cluster in a way. Um, not saying he is Dexter McCluster. I'm just saying, like, that's what Dexter McCluster was. You know, he was essentially like a scat back. You know, he wasn't really truthfully a wide receiver. He wasn't really truthfully like a, uh, you know, a um, running back. So I think that's what Jagarion Ely is really like. Um, and then, you know, we're going to get into Michael Burton. You know, Michael Burton, he... He's the fullback, you know, Andy Reid likes to carry fullbacks and uh, Dave Tobe likes the fullback to play on special teams. I know a lot of people, you know, thinking like, oh, the fullback's just a waste of position. I personally think a team, I if you have a fullback, you're a good team. Fullbacks are so, so needed. You know, I don't, I know a lot of people say, oh, it's not, but it's not a, you know, it's not a running league like that. It's passing league. It's just a waste position, waste of uh, roster spot. No, because you know what? You can use that as an extra blocker at any time. You know, if he's athletic, you know, you can use him in multiple formations. Look at uh, Kyle Huszczyk. He's a fullback, but same time, he's like also like a tight end player too. You know, if you can get guys that can essentially be like that or or as athletic as like that, you can get them to play like a, you know, like a hybrid type position, you know, you know, um, but Michael Burton, he's looking like he's probably going to be our fullback for the future, you know, moving forward. Um, I, I think, I don't know how old he is. I, he's not super old. I, I believe he's in his late twenties. I'd have to look it up, but, um, he's going to be with us. It's nothing against the sausage. I'm will always be an Anthony Sermon fan. You know, I'll always be a, a Tony Richardson fan, you know, Christian Okoye, you know, Kimmel Anders, whoever you want to say it full that played like a like kind of like a fullback, you know, type. Well, Tony was Tony Richardson was a fullback primarily, but um, you know, but we we you know we've had the luxury to have had some you know good fullbacks, but you know, nothing against Sausage. Michael Burton is a little bit more faster and a little bit more athletic than Sausage was. Sausage was really good on special teams. He really did good. You know, when he was definitely called, you know, there was times where, you know, he'd be on a screenplay and he'd be breaking a tack, couple tackles and stuff. So, you know, he was definitely good when he was in his name was called. But you saw that little bit of that flash when we, you know, we were doing some plays with Michael Burton. You're like, whoa, this guy's this guy's good. 
you know, and I don't know if you guys listen to Locked on Chiefs or follow RGR, but Ryan Tracy, you know, one of the, you know, he's the, uh, you know, he runs the show on RGR and that's his channel. And then he also is one of the co-hosts on Locked on Chiefs. He loves the fullback position. So, you know, you'll hear him talking about that a lot if you ever listen to those. So, um, but yeah, like I said, I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be your starter. And then it's going to be a battle between Rojo and McKinnon. Uh, Rojo and McKinnon battling for that second spot. I'm assuming I'm assuming it may be, you know, a split. Between, this is what, They're going to do running back by committee anyways. I'm just saying Clyde's going to start your games. And then you're going to rotate Rojo and McKinnon. You know, you're going to need those guys for blocking, extra blocking when, you know, we are in the gun or, you know, maybe we are doing a little bit of play action. But, you know, you're going to need those, you know, those bigger bodies in there. Um, And then you're going to have your practice squad guys, obviously, and then your fullback. So um, there's really not much to get into the running backs. You know, I'm not really, you know, going to dive deep into how, you know, break it down, like, you know, what they need to do in a certain assignments and stuff. But thing is, we're still going to be a primarily passing team, but I'm hoping that the percent of running goes from like maybe 18 to 20% or 18 to 25% to probably about 32 to about 38 percent if it can increase a little bit more you know like I said do a little bit more play action do things to fool try to start fooling teams we have big body receivers now so we're gonna have to start doing a little bit more heavier formations or eye formations anyway so you're gonna see some changes and definitely when they start going to more 12 person 11 personnel or sorry 12 personnel and adding the uh you know the second tight end and stuff so um, there's really not much to get into the running, much more to get into the running back position. So, um, but there was one thing I wanted to get into right before I, you know, I get off here on this uh, episode. Um, I know most of you guys know that, uh, Baker Mayfield was traded officially from Cleveland to the Carolina Panthers. And if you guys don't know that Cleveland's paying him way more than what Carolina's paying him. So it, it's kind of funny. And it's like, oh, well, Carolina didn't realize that they were going to have the number one and number three overall picks, you know, quarterbacks-wise um, on their team in 2000 and two, going into 2022. Who would have thought? Yeah, it, Obviously, we all know Sam Donald sucks. Like, he's horrid. He's horrible. Him and Daniel Jones are, like, horrible quarterbacks. They're, they're bad. Um, but Baker is going to elevate that team. I'm not a super big Baker fan. My co-host on the Arrowhead Boys podcast, he's a big Baker Mayfield fan. You know, I... Being a KU fan, I really did not appreciate that the crotch shot had to go against us. Um, but at the end of the day, that's just Baker Mayfield. 
Um, he has definitely matured a little bit, but what Cleveland did to him was bad. That was that was a whole bad deal. Um, I don't know anything about the Deshaun Watson stuff. I'm not going to update because I don't really care at this point. You know, I think the Cleveland Browns are a joke of an organization anyways. If if he gets suspended, we all knew he was going to get suspended. If he doesn't, then you know what? Then the NFL, they, they're idiots and they failed again. And they let a guy just, you know, do whatever. And, you know, because he is who he is. And, um, and they move on and they continue to make money and don't give a shit. And Deshaun Watson is either going to be Deshaun Watson or he's going to not be Deshaun Watson and either make Cleveland better or make them worse. So at the end of the day, I don't really care about that whole situation, but it was nice to see Baker get traded out of Cleveland because what they did to him was pretty bad. The dude won you a playoff game, made you the most relevant in years for you. Well, not super years, but a long time, over 20 years, you know, because you guys couldn't hack it. You guys were having like 0-16 seasons for on a consistent level. You're a joke of an organization in Cleveland. That's, that's all I'm going to leave it at. And... But again, I'm not a super big Baker Mayfield fan, so I don't want anybody to think that I'm out here trying to defend Baker like like that. I'm just said whatever what happened to him was shitty. So I'm happy that he was able to, you know, get out of Cleveland finally and find a new home. He's going to make Carolina better. They ironically play each other their first fucking game. You know, it's it's like the NFL it almost feels like the NFL scripted when you do see things like this. Just because, you know, it's like every time you see a player get traded from another team, then they iron they ironically are playing that team week one or week two. Like like Russ playing the Broncos like like immediately. You know what I mean? So it's like you either knew that these players were gonna get traded. Or, you know, it, it just it just doesn't make it just doesn't make any sense sometimes. I'm not saying the NFL is scripted. I'm not making that accusation. I'm not doing that. But it does make you wonder sometimes, like, damn, like why are all these coincidences always happening? You know, why did the why did the last two Super Bowls Super Bowl winners play in their their home stadiums, you know, and why did coincidentally do that two years in a row, you know? So anyways, back to my point, Baker found a new home, Cleveland's shitty, whoever wins that game, I don't give a shit, but we're going to go ahead and get out of here because I have no more to say, Um, I don't. I don't think there's really any no news of the news going on. The Orlando Brown hasn't signed. Orlando Brown hasn't signed a new contract yet. I know a lot of people are again are fifty fifty on that, but you know my take on it. I'm like, you have the opportunity to solidify your line now. Do it while you can. Um, but again, this is the dead part of the off season, so I guess um, no news is great news. And I don't know if you guys have been seeing it. Frank Clark's been training out there. Like, finally, I've been physically been able to see him train. Now, he's probably already been posting these videos over the years. But 
for the most part, I've always just seen this dude about fashion. And, you know, we all know about the Uzi thing. But basically my point is it's it's nice to see him, you know, training. That's It's good. He knows where, where his position is this year. Um, but all right, guys. Um, there's really not much I need to say anymore. Um, we already did our position review. I did my little rants in the beginning of the episode. So with that being said, Chiefs Kingdom, the connect is real.